Hare Krishna, my dear devotees. <clears throat> Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Right here in the live studios in the Haven, um, which is in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We're here to continuing to um, vibrate transcendental sound into the ether um, in, in the hope that, um, of purifying the minds of whoever can hear and have that purification spread as much as possible throughout these troubled times. Srimad Bhagavatam Himastotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami explains and glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam um, to us in very five short but very potent and deep uh, texts. It goes like this. Sarva Shastavdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths. You are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Aditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun, risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshak Shadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya <clears throat> Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you, who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of Prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madhika Bando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Manishtadaka Mad Bhagya Mad Anandana Mostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadhu sadhuta dayin atini chochata kara hana munchakadachin mam premna ritkanta yokspura O bestower of saintliness of the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me, always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we've reached the eighth chapter of the fourth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Maharaj Dhruva, I mean Dhruva Maharaj has gone to the forest. It's a five-year-old child. He's been instructed uh, by um, Narada Muni. And we're starting with text 62. 
<clears throat> when Dhruva Maharaj, the son of the king, was thus advised by the great sage Narada, he circumambulated Narada, his spiritual master, and offered him respectful obeisances. Then he started for Madhuban, which is always imprinted with the lotus footprints of Lord Krishna and which is therefore especially auspicious. Text 63 After Dhruva entered Madhuban forest to execute devotional service, <clears throat> the great sage Narada thought it wise to go to the king to see how he was faring within the palace. When Narada Muni approached, the king received him properly, offering him, offering him, offering him due obeisances. After being seated comfortably, Narada began to speak. Text 64 The great sage Narada inquired, My dear king, your, faith appear, your face appears to be withering up <clears throat> and you look like you have been thinking of something for a very long time. Why is that? Have you been hampered in following your path of religious rights, <clears throat> economic development, and sense gratification? Purport. The four stages of advancement of human civilization are religiosity, economic development, sense gratification, and, for some, the stage of liberation. Nardimuni did not inquire from the king about his liberation, but only regarding the state management, which is meant for advancement on the three principles, religiosity, economic development, and sense gratification. Since those who engage in such activities are not interested in liberation, Narada did not inquire from the king about this. Liberation is meant for persons who have lost all interest in religious ritualistic ceremonies, economic development, and sense gratification. Six, text 65 The king replied, <clears throat> O best of the brahmanas, I am very much addicted to my wife, and I am so fallen that I have abandoned all merciful behavior, even to my son, who was only five years old. I have banished him and his mother, even though he is a great soul and a great devotee. Purport. In this verse, there are some specific words which are to be understood very carefully. The king said that since he was very much addicted to his wife, he had lost all his mercy. That is the result of becoming too affectionate toward women. The king had two wives. The first wife was Suniti and the second was Suruchi. He was too attached to the second wife, however, so he could not behave well with Dhruva Maharaj. That was the cause of Dhruva's leaving home to perform austerities. Although as a father, the king was affectionate toward his son, he minimized his affection for Dhruva Maharaj because he was too much addicted to the second wife. Now he was repenting that both Dhruva Maharaj and his mother Suniti 
were practically banished. Dhruva Maharaj went to the forest, and since his mother was being neglected by the king, she was therefore almost banished also. The king repented, having banished his boy, for Dhruva was only five years old, and a father should not banish his wife and children or neglect their maintenance. Repentant over his neglect of both Suniti and her son, he was morose, and his face appeared withered. According to Manusriti, one should never desert his wife and children. In a case where the wife and children are disobedient and do not follow the principles of home life, they are sometimes given up. But in the case of Dhruva Maharaj, this was not applicable because Dhruva was very mannerly and obedient. Moreover, he was a great devotee. Such a person is never to be neglected, yet the king was obliged to banish him. Now he was very sorry. Text 66 My dear Brahmana, the face of my son was just like a lotus flower. I am thinking of his precarious condition. He is unprotected and he might be very hungry. He might have lain down somewhere in the forest and the wolves might have attacked him to eat his body. Text 67 Alas, just see how I was conquered by my wife. Just imagine my cruelty. Out of love and affection, the boy was trying to get up on my lap, <clears throat> but I did not receive him, nor did I even pat him for a moment. Just imagine how hard-hearted I am. Text 68 The great sage Narada replied, My dear king, please do not be aggrieved about your son. He is well protected by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. <clears throat> Although you have no actual information of his influence, his reputation is already spread all over the world. Purport Sometimes when we hear that great sages and devotees go to the forest and engage themselves in devotional service or meditation, we become surprised. How can one live in the forest and not be taken care of by anyone? But the answer given by the great authority by a great authority, Narada Muni, is such that persons that are well protected by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Sharanagati or surrender means acceptance of firm belief that whatever the surrendered soul, wherever the surrendered soul lives, he is always protected by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He is never alone or unprotected. Dhruva Maharaja's affectionate father thought his son, his young boy, only five years old, to be in a very precarious position in the jungle. But Narada Muni assured him, you do not have sufficient information about the influence of your son. Anyone who engages in devotional service anywhere within this universe is never unprotected. Text 69 <clears throat> 
My dear king, your son is very competent. He will perform activities which would be impossible even for great kings and sages. <clears throat> very soon he will complete his task and come back home. You should know that he will also spread your reputation all over the world. Purport. Here in this verse, <clears throat> Narada Muni has described Dhruva Maharaj as Prabhu. This word is applicable to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Sometimes the spiritual master is addressed as Prabhupada. Prabhu means the Supreme Personality of Godhead and Pada means post. According to Vaishnava philosophy, the spiritual master occupies the post of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, or in other words, he is the bona fide representative of the Supreme Lord. Dhruva Maharaj is also described here as Prabhu because he, because he is an Acharya of the Vaishnava school. Another meaning of Prabhu is master of the senses, just like the word Swami. Another significant word is Sudushkaram, very difficult to perform. What was the task that Dhruva Maharaj undertook? The most difficult task in life is to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And Dhruva Maharaj would be able to do that. We must remember that Dhruva Maharaj was not fickle. He was determined to execute his service and then come back. Every devotee, therefore, should be determined that in this life he will be able to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead and by that process go back home, back to Godhead. That is the perfection of the highest mission of life. Text 70 <clears throat> The great sage Maitreya continued, the king, Uttanapad, after being advised by Narada Muni, practically gave up all duties in relation with his kingdom, which was very vast and wide, opulent like the goddess of fortune, and he simply began to think of his son, Dhruva. Text 71 Elsewhere, Dhruva Maharaj, having arrived at Madhuvan, took his bath in the river Yamuna and observed fasting in the night with great care and attention. After that, he advised, as advised by the great sage Narda, he engaged himself in worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport the significance of this particular verse is that Dhruva Maharaj acted exactly according to the advice of his spiritual master, <clears throat> the great sage, Narada. Srila Vishwana Chakravarti also advises that if we want to be successful in our attempt to go back to Godhead, we must very seriously act according to the instruction of the spiritual master. That is the way of perfection. There need, no, there need be no anxiety 
over attaining perfection because if one follows the instructions given by the spiritual master, he is sure to attain perfection. Our only concern should be how to execute the order of the spiritual master. A spiritual master is expert in giving special instructions to each of his disciples. And if the disciple executes the order of the spiritual master, that is the way of his perfection. Text 72 For the first month, Dhruva Maharaj ate only fruits and berries on every third day, only to keep his body and soul together. <clears throat> and in this way, he progressed in his worship of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport Kapita is a flower which is known in India vernacular as Kayeta. We do not find an English equivalent for the name of this flower, but its fruit is generally not accepted by human beings. It is eaten by monkeys in the forest. Dhruva Maharaj, however, accepted such fruits <clears throat> not for luxurious feasting, but just to keep his body and soul together. The body needs food, but a devotee should accept should not accept food stuff to satisfy the tongue in sense gratification. It is recommended in Bhagavad Gita that one should accept as much food as necessary to keep the body fit, but one should not eat for luxury. Dhruva Maharaj is an Acharya, and by undergoing severe austerities and penances, he teaches us how one should execute devotional service. We must carefully know the process of Dhruva Maharaja's service. How severely he passed his days will be shown in later verses. We should always remember that to become a bona fide devotee of the Lord is not an easy task. But in this age, by the mercy of Lord Chaitanya, is that it, it has been made very easy. But if we do not follow even the liberal instructions of Lord Chaitanya, how can we expect to discharge our regular duties in devotional service? It is not possible in this age to follow Dhruva Maharaj in his austerity, but the principles must be followed. We should not disregard the regulated principles given by our spiritual master, for they make it easier for the conditioned soul. As far as our ISKCON movement is concerned, we simply ask that one observe the four prohibitive rules, chant, Hare, chant, chant 16 rounds, and instead of indulging in luxurious eating for the tongue, simply accept prasad offered to the Lord. This does not mean that with our fasting, the Lord should also fast. The Lord should be given foodstuff, which is as nice as possible, but we should not make it a point to satisfy our own tongues. As far as possible, we should accept simple foodstuff just to keep the body and soul together to execute devotional service. Kichiri ki chai. It is our duty to remember always that in comparison to Dhruva Maharaj, we are insignificant. 
We cannot do anything like what, like what Dhruva Maharaj did for self-realization because we are absolutely incompetent to execute such service. But by Lord Chaitanya's mercy, we have been given all concessions possible for this age. So at least we should always remember that neglect of our prescribed duties in devotional service will not make us successful in the mission we have undertaken. It is our duty to follow in the footsteps of Dhruva Maharaj, for he was determined. We should also be determined to finish our duties in executing devotional service in this life. We should not wait for another life to finish our job. Text 73 In the second month, <clears throat> Dhruva Maharaj ate only every six days. And for his eatables, he took dry grass and leaves. Thus he continued his worship. Text 74. In the third month, he drank water only every nine days. Thus he remained completely in trance and worshipped the Supreme Personality of Godhead who was adored by selected verses. 75 In the fourth month, Dhruva Maharaj became a complete master of the breathing exercise and thus he inhaled air only every twelfth day. In this way he became completely fixed in his position and worshipped the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 76 By the fifth month, Maharaj Dhruva, the son of the king, had controlled his breathing so perfectly that he was able to stand on only one leg, just as a column stands, without motion, and concentrate his mind fully on the Parabrahman. Text 77. He completely controlled his senses <clears throat> and their objects, and in this way he fixed his mind without diversion to anything else upon the form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport. The yogic principles of meditation are clearly explained here. <clears throat> One has to fix one's mind upon the form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead without diversion to any other objective. It is not that one can meditate or concentrate on an impersonal objective. To try to do so is simply a waste of time, for it is unnecessarily troublesome, as explained in Bhagavad Gita. Text 78 when Dhruva Maharaj thus captured the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the refuge of the total material creation and who is the master of all living entities, the three worlds began to tremble. Purport 
in this verse, the particular word Brahma is very significant. Brahman refers to one who not only is the greatest, but has the potency to expand to an unlimited extent. How is it possible for Dhruva Maharaj to capture Brahman within his heart? This question has been very nicely answered by Jiva Goswami. He says that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the origin of Brahman. For since he comprises everything, material and spiritual, there cannot be anything greater than he. In the Bhagavad Gita also, the Supreme Godhead says, I am the resting place of Brahman. Many persons, especially the Mayavadi philosophers, consider Brahman the biggest, all-expanding substance. But according to this verse and other Vedic literatures, such as Bhagavad Gita, the resting place of Brahman is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, just as the resting place of the sunshine is the sun globe. Srila Jiva Goswami therefore says, that since the transcendental form of the Lord is the seed of all greatness, He is the Supreme Brahman. Since the Supreme Brahman was situated in the heart of Dhruva Maharaj, He, has, he became heavier than the heaviest, and therefore everything trembled in all three worlds and in the spiritual world. The Mahatattva, or the sum total, of the material creation is to be understood to be the ultimate end of all the universes, including all the living entities therein. Brahman is the resort of the Mahatattva, which includes all material and spiritual entities. It is described in this connection that the Supreme Brahman, the Personality of Godhead, is the master of both Pradhan and Purusha. Pradhan means subtle matter, such as ether. Purusha means the spiritual spark, living entities who are entangled in that subtle material existence. These may also be described as para-prakriti and apara-prakriti, as stated in Bhagavad Gita. Krishna, being the controller of both the prakritis, is thus the master of Pradhan and Purusha. In the Vedic hymns also, the Supreme Brahman is described as Antak Pravishtak Shasta. This indicates that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is controlling everything and entering into everything. The Brahma Sangita 535 further confirms this. Andantadasta padamantno chayantadastam. He has entered not only the universes, but even the atom. In Bhagavad Gita 10.42, Krishna also says, Vishtabhyaham idam kritsnam. The Supreme Personality of Godhead controls everything by entering into everything. By associating constantly with the Supreme Personality in his heart, Dhruva Maharaj naturally became equal to the greatest, Brahman, by his association. 
and thus became the heaviest in the entire universe, trembled. In conclusion, a person <clears throat> who always concentrates on the transcendental form of, of Krishna within his heart can very easily strike the whole world with wonder at his activities. This is the perfection of yoga performance as confirmed in Bhagavad-gītā 6.47 Yoginam apisarvesham Of all yogis, the bhakti-yogi who thinks of Krishna always within his heart and engages in his loving transcendental service is the topmost. Ordinary yogis can exhibit wonderful material activities known as ashta-siddhi, eight kinds of yogic perfection, but a pure devotee of the Lord can surpass these perfections by performing activities which can make the whole universe tremble. Text 79 As Dhruva Maharaj, the king's son, kept himself steadily standing on one leg, the pressure of his big toe pushed down half the earth just as an elephant being carried on a boat rocks the boat left and right with his every step. Purport The most significant expression in this verse is Partivarbhakta No, Partivarbhaka Son of the King When Dhruva Maharaj was at home although he was a king's son he was prevented from getting on the lap of his father but when he became advanced in self-realization or devotional service by the pressure of his toe, he could push down the whole earth. That is the difference between ordinary consciousness and Krishna consciousness. In ordinary consciousness, a king's son may be refused something by his father, but when the same person becomes fully Krishna conscious within his heart, he can push down the earth with the pressure of his toe. One cannot argue. How is it that Dhruva Maharaj, who was prevented from getting on the lap of his father, could press down the whole earth? This argument is not very much appreciated by the learned, for it is an example of nagna-matrika logic. By this logic, one would think that because his mother in her childhood was naked, she should remain naked even when she has grown up. The stepmother of Dhruva Maharaj might have been thinking in a similar way <clears throat> since she had refused to allow him to get up on the lap of his father. How could Dhruva perform such wonderful activities as pressing down the whole earth? She must have been very surprised when she learned that Dhruva Maharaj, by concentrating constantly on the Supreme Personality of Godhead within his heart, could press down the entire earth like an elephant who presses down the boat on which it is loaded. Text 80 When Dhruva Maharaj became practically one in heaviness with Lord Vishnu, 
the total consciousness, due to his fully concentrating and closing all the holes of his body, the total universal breathing became choked up. And all the great demigods in the, all the planetary systems felt suffocated and thus took shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport When hundreds of persons are sitting on an airplane, although they remain individual units, they each share in the total force of the airplane, which runs at thousands of miles per hour. Similarly, when unit energy is identified with the service of the total energy, the unit energy becomes as powerful as the total energy. As explained in the previous verse, Dhruva Maharaj, because of his spiritual advancement, became almost the total heaviness, and thus he pressed down the whole earth. Moreover, by such spiritual power, his unit body became the total body of the universe. Thus, when he closed the holes of his unit body to firmly concentrate his mind on the Supreme Personality of Godhead, all the units of the universe, namely all the living entities, including the big demigods, felt the pressure of suffocation as if their breathing were being choked. Therefore, they all took shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead because they were perplexed as to what <clears throat> as to what had happened. This example of Dhruva Maharaja's closing the holes of his personal body and therefore closing the breathing holes of the total universe influenced by <clears throat> clearly indicates that a devotee by his personal devotional service can influence all the people of the world, whole world, to become devotees of the Lord. If there is only one pure devotee in pure Krishna consciousness, he can change the total consciousness of the whole of the world into Krishna consciousness. This is not very difficult to understand if we study the behavior of Dhruva Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Okay, we're after 8 o'clock, so we'll stop here. Three verses left. Okay, our, our fact checker, Abhay Das Brahmachari, has informed us there's only three more verses to the chapter, so let's do it. Chapter 81, I mean text 81, sorry. Two verses. The demigod said, Dear Lord, you are the refuge of all moving and non-moving living entities. We feel all living entities to be suffocating, their breathing processes choked up. We have never experienced such a thing. Since you are the ultimate shelter of all surrendered souls, we have therefore approached you. Kindly give us, save us from this danger. Purport. Dhruva Maharaja's influence attained by executing devotional service unto the Lord was felt even by the demigods who had never before experienced such a situation. Because of Dhruva Maharaja's controlling his breathing, the entire universal breathing process was choked. 
It is by the will of the Supreme Personality of Godhead that material entities cannot breathe, whereas spiritual entities are able to breathe. Material entities are products of the Lord's external energy, whereas spiritual entities are products of the Lord's internal energy. The demigods approached the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the controller of both kinds of entities, in order to know why their breathing was choked. The Supreme Lord is the supreme goal for the solution to all problems within this material world. In the spiritual, <clears throat> in the spiritual world, there are no problems. But the material world is always problematic. Since the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the master of both the material and spiritual worlds, it is better to approach Him in all problematic situations. Those who are devotees, therefore, have no problems in this material world. Vishwam Purna Sukhayate Chaitanya Chandramrita Devotees are free from all problems because they are fully surrendered unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead. For a devotee, everything in the world is very pleasing because he knows how to use everything in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Text 82 The Supreme Personality of Godhead replied, My dear demigods, do not be perturbed by this. It is due to the severe austerity and full determination of the son of King Uttanapad, who is now fully absorbed in thought of me. He has obstructed the universal breathing process. You can safely return to your respective homes. I shall stop this boy in his severe acts of austerities and you will be saved from this situation. Purport Hear the word <clears throat> Sangatatma is misinterpreted by the Mayavadi philosophers who say that the self of Dhruva Maharaj became one with the Supreme Self the Personality of Godhead. The Mayavadi philosophers want to prove this. The Mayavadi philosophers want to prove by this word that the Supersoul and the individual soul become united in this way and that after such unification of the individual soul has no separate existence. But here it is <clears throat> But here it is clearly said by the Supreme Lord that, <clears throat> that Dhruva Maharaj was so absorbed in meditation on the thought of the Supreme Personality of Godhead that he himself, the Universal Consciousness, was attracted to Dhruva. In order to please the demigods, he wanted to go himself to Dhruva Maharaj to stop him from this severe austerity. <clears throat> the individual soul became the individual soul 
I'm sorry. The Maya body, the Maya body's conclusion that the super soul and the individual soul become united is not supported by by this statement. Rather, the super soul, the personality of Godhead, wanted to stop Dhruva Maharaj from his this severe austerity. Everyone, excuse. By pleasing the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one pleases everyone. Just as by watering the root of a tree, one satisfies, one satisfies every branch, twig, and leaf of the tree. If one can attract the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one naturally attracts the whole universe because Krishna is the Supreme Cause of the universe. All the demigods, were afraid of being totally vanquished by suffocation. But the Personality of God had assured them that Dhruva Maharaj was a great devotee of the Lord and was not about to annihilate everyone in the, in the universe. A devotee is never envious of other living entities. Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta purports to the fourth canto, eighth chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled Dhruva Maharaj leaves home for the forest. All glories to the austerities of Dhruva Maharaj. No one can perform this austerity. What determination he had and all success and all glories to Narada Muni for giving him this encouragement. Hare Krishna. So we'll stop here and tomorrow night we will start with chapter 9. In the meantime, we will wait patiently for the reflections and the miners, the gold miners that are out there in cyberspace waiting to mine this nectar, this gold mine. Okay. Mm. Hare Krishna. Okay, first is from Rati Manjari. Hare Krishna Rati. Jai Guru Maharaj. Tonight I am just flying in to greet you and the assembled devotees because we are hosting Mahatma Prabhu and we have just returned from a wonderful boat Harinam through the canals of Amsterdam. It was marvelous. Wow, wonderful, wonderful. Please accept my humble obeisances and my congratulations on the appearance day of your best friend, His Grace Vaisheshikadas. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And from Gopakanya Devi Dasi? Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Today, the 17th of September, marks also the appearance day of Maharaj's another illustrious brother, Sri Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj, my beloved Gurudev. We have very big kirtan and glorification at our Namahata program today. Very nice. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled devotees. Hare Krishna, all glories to His, His Holiness, Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj. Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to His Divine Grace. 
Devidasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj. And to Devidasi, Hare Krishna back to you. Hare Krishna. And this is from Lloyd. Lloyd, Hare Krishna. He says Hare Krishna Maharaj and devotees. Hare Krishna Lloyd. And from Anandamurti. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Thank you so much for today's readings of Srila Prabhupada's books every day. Prabhupada's every single word is very powerful. Quote, we should also be determined to finish our duties in executing devotional service mm. in this life. We should not wait for another life to finish our job. Yes. I am so fortunate to hear Srila Prabhupada's teachings through my spiritual teacher. Yesterday I was reading Bhagavad Gita 10.8 and purport with one of inspired devotees who is not chanting but supporting devotees. She says she likes the reading of Bhagavad Gita very much. Whenever she is reading, she feels that the word devotional service and the Supreme Personality of Godhead are automatically highlighted and she especially likes those words. Mm. I feel she soon will start the devotional service more. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much, your servant Anandamurti Devidasi. Jai Anandamurti, keep up the good work. You're doing fantastic preaching. Fantastic. Thank you for in encouraging us all by this example. Lloyd has given his name as Lokanathas. Oh, Lokanathas. Hare Krishna. Thank you. And welcome aboard. And from Subaral. Yes, Subaral. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Thank you for delivering transcendental messages through daily readings of the Bhaktivedanta translations and purports. Daily transcendental alarm clock ki jai. Jai ho. For waking us up spiritually. Hare Krishna. So be it. And from Sarvagya. Yes, Sarvagya. Thank you so much, Maharaj, for reading. Amazing how Dhruva Maharaj controlled the universe by his pure devotional service. Mm. I remember Prabhupada, just one person, pure devotee of the Lord. He spread all over the world pure Krishna consciousness by life of devotional service. Mm. Lord empowered devotees by doing pure devotional service without any material attachment. Mm. Yes, thanks for that reflection. Thank you for reminding us and putting our minds in the right right direction. Thank you. And from Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. And to bring up one gem which I managed to hear on the run, that Krishna consciousness, that the Krishna consciousness of one devotee can influence all the others of the world. I immediately thought of Srila Prabhupada himself who has influenced thousands and thousands mm. by his desire to bring us back to Krishna. Yes, this is the real example. You know, when we're preaching and we have somebody in front of us that is a little 
you know, either skeptical or not really willing to hear much philosophy or not interested in philosophy, every time we tell even a, a little bit about what Krishna, what Prabhupada actually did physically, their hearts change. I mean, try to understand there were no devotees of Krishna throughout the world. In India there were some devotees of Krishna, but not throughout the world. And there were many translations of the Bhagavad Gita at that time in English, and that there were no devotees. And as soon as Prabhupada Gita started to come out and he came out preaching, thousands of devotees came and spread Krishna consciousness all over the world under his able guidance. So that is not normal human activity. That is, that's why we are con convinced and determined uh, to remind the world that he is Shaktivesh. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur accepted Lord Jesus Christ as an ex uh, Shaktivesh avatar. That doesn't mean that he's God exactly, it means that he's a soul an individual jiva soul, but he's empowered by God to do something that only God can do. Prabhupada was in that stature, in that status. I, we're so fortunate to be able to have come into contact with him. What to speak of hearing his words every day. I mean, there's never been a person of his stature in the world who had his words so uh, nicely preserved both in sound and in writing, in letters, lectures. Very special moment in the earth, Hare Krishna. So, all glories to Vaisheshika Prabhu, all glories to Giridaj Swami, all glories to Bhakti Chiru Maharaj. All glories to all the assembled devotees. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabheda Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. Thank you very much. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic as Dhruva Maharaj continues his wonderful austerities in pure devotional service. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow.